you're listening to Housewives on Display with Jay. And Jay. First of all, I mean, before we even get into the episode, hi, happy 2021. Happy 2021 to you, Jay, and to everyone listening. (laughs) To the masses and to you as well. Not that we can predict what 2021 has to bring, but how are you feeling so far with 2021? It's at this point, January 12th, 2021. Um, it's feeling a little promising. I know right now, you know, there's been a lot has happened within the last two weeks, almost two weeks of the new year. But on a personal level, there's a lot going on. So I just feel like and there's a lot that can be happening this year. So I feel hopeful. I always feel hopeful in January, though. Like, I'm not one of those, like, fear mongers. I feel like there's a lot of people that are like, oh, my God, like, this is going to be the worst year. You know, like, it's not productive to do that. So I'm just going to hope, you know, when <laughs> I'm just going to hope for the best. How are you feeling? Yeah, like, of course, you have to hope for the best, um, prepare for the worst. So I've done both. Simply put. Wow. So today we're doing a little bit of a different episode. <laughs> um, we're calling it the State of the Union Address. And what has like, to happen? What, what was that? I'm sorry. That was like my siren rendition. <laughs> Insert the <laughs> air horn again. Um, yeah. So we have to talk about what's going on. We've been on a hiatus, obviously. It's been a little less than a month since we last recorded live together, I want to say. Yeah, pretty much. We had pre-recorded content, and that's what you all were being served. But we're here, we're back, we're better than ever. But we also have to talk about what's going on in the Bravoverse, just as an overall note and let you all know where we stand and, you know, what's happening here. So- Wait, 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 are we um, sober for this? I mean, I'm not, are you? (laughs) Yeah, let me catch up, but continue. So I figure we'll go in chronological order. And like I said, we haven't talked since last year and a lot has aired since then so I feel as though we can talk Potomac first that'll be an easier thing to talk about and then we can go into everything else so reunion parts two and three aired while we were gone how did you feel about two and three were you enjoying two and three how did you feel about season five all of that um I think two and three were equally as good and entertaining um, and I think season five was probably one of their better seasons. Looking over season three was pretty good too. And season four also, like it's kind of been a buildup for Potomac. I, th- I feel like every season progressively gets better. Uh, was it kind of one of those things where we knew like what was going to happen? So it kind of was a little bit of a letdown, like a little bit, but I still think it was entertaining. I don't think Monique used the book enough though. Can I say that? Okay, because part one, they set it up to be this AK-47 that she brought to the filming. It it was only used once. Hmm? 
And Andy apparently tweeted and said that it was supposed to be used more than once. It did get used more than once, but we didn't get to see it. Uh, why didn't we get to see it? <laughs> what was it being used on? Like, what else? I need to know. I know. I'm I'm extremely confused. And it's like, I don't know what was going on with Andy at this filming. He seemed a little different. No. You think so? I think so. I feel like he was like a kind of aggressive in this reunion. I could see that. I could see why you would say that. And he was actually pretty, he was pretty aggressive against Monique, which I thought was um, interesting. He seemed really bothered by her response or lack thereof to the whole Candace situation, to be honest. Yeah, he was really pushing for her to say an apology. And I know in the interim as well, we reported and everyone knows at this point that Monique is no longer a cast member. She quote unquote left the show. I'm calling it a Dorinda situation. Allegedly, I'm saying she got fired. Fuck that. You could tell she got treated the exact same way Dorinda got treated at her final reunion. You cannot tell she me. I'm sorry. No, go, go. She definitely got fired. <laughs> because <laughs> you could tell the way that she was acting um, on the show, that the, the reunion, that she wasn't acting as somebody who was planning on leaving the show number one and number two like you said like he was treating her like like you said like how he was treating dorinda like he was giving her multiple opportunities to apologize and defy the situation and she just wasn't doing any of it so he was like all right she gotta go eek you know like that's tough i feel like it's sad that housewives feel like they can't tell us when they get fired since most of them do I wish they would all, but Monique has such face to say she would never admit. She would never. Yeah, I don't understand why they can't like just say that they got fired, especially because this is like one of the only jobs that's okay to be fired mm-hmm. from. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it happens. And in this case, you got fired not even because you were boring, but because you were doing. Did you hear that? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> and especially because you weren't fired because you were boring, you were fired because you were actually doing too much. Yeah, what a privilege. There's not many I can think of that got fired for the same thing. Besides, like, Jill instantly comes to mind. She got fired for doing too much. Well, Jill and Dorinda both. (laughs) Jill and Dorinda. And LVP, too much masterminding. I mean, they always, they're always doing too much. It's either, it's too something. It's always too something, but. Well, Teddy got fired because she was fucking boring. I know that for a fact. I know that much we know she was and nini was too violent and i hate to say that but and she was too boring as well in the end yeah she was giving us all work no play (laughs) it was like we were like yeah you gotta go you can't you can't be roughing up the cameraman and then also not giving us quality content that it just doesn't work like that a fraction of the woman we knew yeah, I guess with that Monique note, let's talk about Candace and how she conducted herself in these final two parts. Now, one of the highlights for me is definitely that scene of her bawling in the back room with that, whatever, that smock on so that she doesn't mess up her outfit. And Chris giving her this whole like monologue speech where he's like, we're going to go out there, we're going to finish this. We're going to come back in here, we're going to go to dinner, and then we're going to have a great night, and then it's going to be okay. I had never heard him deliver. He's usually so good 
at talking to her and talking her down, I had never heard him speak like a caveman like that before, like a typical dude. I was like, wait, is that the way that she's supposed to get through this? We're going to go to dinner? Yeah, forget about that. Someone you consider like a really good friend, you know, kind of turned the tables on you and became violent on you and made everybody think that you were violent first and made everybody, you know, make fun of you on the internet um, and such and such. <laughs> but... <laughs> Um, but, but you know what? Just get through it. We're gonna have dinner. We're gonna fuck, and that's it. Like it really was kind of that. But, but in his defense, he has been shoveling her emotional shit throughout the year. I can't take that from him. Are we gonna talk about the fact that he said his wife is also not the woman he once knew, the woman he married? What does that mean? Yeah, that was dark. <laughs> That was dark. The Sages are down bad, bro. Yeah, I don't know what was going on astrologically wow. this past year, but it was not lining up for Sagittarius. I know that much. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> homies, like, <laughs> y'all are not doing too well, and I need y'all to get some fucking help. And, you know, Chris can only do but so much. You know what's spicy? We snapped after Candace to get a grip. Like I'm, I'm Team Candace, but I'm also like I kind of want to grab her and shake her up a little bit, Candace. But I kind of feel like Monique when she like rolled her eyes. Like I'm like, all right, you gotta relax. You gotta chill out with this. It's getting too. It's going. Part of me is like maybe I'm bugging. You know, like I haven't gotten my hair dragged across the table by a bitch I thought was my friend. So I, you're right. I don't know what this feels like on national television. I don't I know. know what that but I can imagine that maybe I'm embarrassed on the show, but I can't imagine it's not leaking into my home life. That's the part where I was like, <laughs> I'm drawing the limits right here. It's probably because that's all she talks about. Yeah, she's definitely obsessed with it. You know, what are you going to do? What are you going to say? Well, I know Chris was out of ideas to say, and that's why he said what he said. <laughs> He's tired of it. Um, so anyone to think that we're making fun of her because we're I, well, I'm not. <laughs> no, we're not. You can say we. We're not making. Okay. Fun. We're not making fun of her, and we're on her side. We're Team Candace. I just think that Candace loves to play the victim, so she's given this role. She's gonna act her ass off in it that's all and i think monique finally knows that like you know what i mean it's one thing when you know that somebody's like a the, the actor or the actress of the, the the friend group i think monique is now really seeing herself like wow this girl's really um it it's the person you don't want to get into shit with because she will play it up she's taking every opportunity Every opportunity to play it up. Every opportunity. So it's upsetting. It's like you, honestly, you could have hit anyone else. And then would not have done like, I mean, it would have bopped Ashy on the head and she still would have rode for you. Because of what you did for her, Michael. That's what you used. Should have used your one free freebie on hitting Ashley (laughs) instead of Kim. You should have took your aggression out on uh, about chris on ashley i mean let's talk about you said chris i mean there's no better segue than to talk about he also chris. another one doing a lot 
I didn't really understand. I didn't realize he was a thespian as well. I was awoken. But you know what? Dare I bring Astro into it again? He is a Leo. You know, they can get extra. I mean, of course. And he decided to take it there. He decided to take it there. I said, wow. (laughs) When his first line on the stage is that whole bit about like, did you see the last dance? Everyone saw the last dance. Like, come on. This is something we can all relate about. He said, no, because I was too busy like fighting off nasty, horrible rumors about my wife. Like (laughs) (laughs) there's no small talk available for him. He wants the Heisman and the fucking Golden Globe Awards in his house. Okay. Like he wants it all. I was like, okay, so now you can't even say hello to people. <laughs> like, you can't even have a, a small talk conversation. It's a fight on site. Like, he kept getting up, standing up and shit. I'm like, where are you going? And he was using it, like, to prove his point, and it didn't add anything to his point. You standing up did not change what you were saying. You were saying that you didn't like that people were coming for you and your wife. And I understand that, but you could have stayed see it saying that as well. I think Andy definitely was like, okay, I'm, I, I'm okay with the idea of getting rid of like Monique, but what really, really, you know, Sealed closed the deal for him was Chris. He was like, nah, I'm, I definitely, I'm, I'm over them both. Cause the way Andy <laughs> was interacting with them was crazy. Giselle with the bodyguard shenanigans again. I'm not getting into that. That shit was funny as fuck. She said, why is he getting up? Security, security. As if he was, the first thing he was going to do when he got up was lurch for you. Like, please. Another broad that is going to play her fucking role. Don't ever. (laughs) Don't ever think she's not always scheming. Hopping at the fucking bit. To do anything, plotting, bro. <clears throat> it's like she makes great TV. I'll always hate her, but she makes great TV. It just is what it is. But the whole Chris thing. I mean, also in the interim, Jamal put out some sort of IG live that was quite disturbing yeah. for a pastor. Yeah, that was my pastor putting that type of content out. I would have to leave the congregation. Okay, and 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 this is why I gotta go visit Atlanta soon. I need to see what all the fucking hubbub is about. We've been because, having a lot of offline Atlanta conversation, not about the show, but about the city itself. And yeah, like that only adds to the intrigue, quite honestly. It's intriguing now. What is going on down there? A whole lot. I mean, they're a blue state. We already talked about that offline, but they're a blue state with the Senate and all that. And in the wake of all that, affordable real estate. They got all the the rapper greats in their their girls. COVID doesn't exist down there. I mean, it's in. (laughs) (laughs) They've been having parties all fucking year. Like, Cynthia recently put out a statement saying, like, you all are mad about my wedding, but nobody got COVID from it. Okay, do you want a fucking cookie? Listen, I'm with with her. She was making fucking chill earrings and shit. She had to get married. There was no way she could (laughs) have. Like, she she had no option. 
she really did she left herself no option I mean we'll get to that she did leave herself no option by her plot last season was literally leading up to her getting married this season so she could not get married this season but anyway all of that to say does Chris have CTE perhaps <laughs> like <laughs> more than likely allegedly wait 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 wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I did not see that coming <laughs> Especially because when he got up one time and started screaming, like his eye just like rolled away. Like it was crazy. I know exactly. <laughs> Definitely allegedly. But did Jamal, the pastor, have to get on IG Live with a Zoom logo at the bottom of this IG Live? I've never seen anything like it and address the people and say that Monique may have a binder of receipts, but I have the whole cash register, which is no read by any stretch. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Huh? And then to wow. say that he spoke to her, their pastor personally and like people that he knows, his former teammates, and they're worried for him. This is all extremely inappropriate. Why are they all married to terrible men? (laughs) Everyone is like terrible in their own way. All these husbands. Even Ray. It's been (laughs) revealed that Ray, it took us time to find out, but it has been revealed that even Ray. I'm also a little concerned. Let's go on to Karen about this marriage vow renewal that she revealed on part maybe two or three um and then she I guess she was tweeting out after like following through with it saying that she found the person that's gonna what is that called the person who like not mediates it was that shit called yeah she found the person that's gonna officiate it like she was tweeting that out as if like really keeping that a plot line I don't know what's going on You know how I feel about vow renewals. Legit the kiss of death. If it wasn't astrologically, it is for sure on Bravo. We've seen it time and time again. (laughs) What more proof do we need at this point? Even in my own life, I feel like I went to vow renewal maybe two, three years ago, and the spouse is no longer with us. It might literally be a kiss, kiss of death. I don't know what it is, but vow renewals, never a good sign. Ever, 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 ever. It after the whole plot line that she had this season in the wake of that as well. Not a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> it's giving me when Shannon did one with David, just like spur of the moment as if they hadn't just had a whole scandal. It's it's almost like with the vow renewal, it's kind of like, let's reaffirm like why we decided to stick together and why we're okay with being miserable with each other. That's kind of how it feels to me. Yeah, it feels like the reward for sticking through this terrible time with each other. <laughs> it's, you know what I mean? Because no one ever just like, I don't know, like has a baby and then it's like, oh, let's do a bow renewal. You usually do it after like you went through such fucking tribulations. And you're like, let me remind myself why I like this man. Because I'm really ready to leave. It's one of those. 
He said he didn't love her. How do we go from that to another wedding? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say to her? She said, I want to hear the three words. And he said, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> sure did. And didn't give a fuck. And don't. I'm about to start saying that. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> His eyes were darting. He went. He made one eye go right, one eye go left, and he was like, "Okay, okay, okay." Like Ray, we yeah. get it. Okay, you're mil- He milks his age as well. <laughs> he really does. He acts like he's not like spry, but like, I mean, and he's not. But he, I, I can't describe it. Yeah, but he definitely acts older than he can. I'm sure, like behind closed doors, he's probably like running laps around us. <laughs> and anywho, anything about Karen that you want to point out besides the fact that she was obviously Team Monique this reunion or I mean the season? But yeah, this so I guess the neutrality contract was like out the fucking window. She was. What the funny part to me, and everyone knows I'm a Karen stan. So this particular season and reunion obviously hasn't been the best for her, and it's hard for me to defend her in amidst these terrible, um, terrible times. But what I will say is that her excuse, what she keeps saying, like, oh, I've learned some new things. What new things? The fact that her new thing is that Candace said she released the glass in a court document. You're kidding me. And you know what? I'm with Candace. But bitch, you were there. What do you mean I've seen things? You saw what there is in the city. (laughs) How come a court document has completely shifted the narrative in your mind and you're re-seeing what you saw in real life? How come a I'm court confused. document clearly coming from a biased point of view <laughs> changed your viewpoint when you were an actual eyewitness? You famously screamed, Mo Nigla, go! And now you so I'm things? Okay. Some have said Karen had an excellent season. I've seen that on the interweb. I'm assuming they're all Monique's stands. Yeah, gotta be. Because <laughs> I ain't no sure. fellow Karen stan applauding her this season. I can guarantee you that. I'm, somebody call her Riri. I need to ask her how she feeling. I'm gonna add her on Twitter, see if she answers. Because uh, Karen was definitely not her best. Monique wasn't even her best. Right, Monique even used to be more fun than she is now. Everything's dark with her. <laughs> yeah, she's going through a terrible time. I mean, all of us Libras are, but <laughs> Libra placements, I should say. We're going through it. And just a side note about the whole Chris thing. I just wanted to really go back for a quick second about mm-hmm. that monologue that he gave when he was bawling. And saying he realized how strong his wife was during this time and how he can't live without her, basically. Mm-hmm. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> That's the only question. They must really like each other. I don't know. <laughs> but not. So he doesn't believe the rumors at all. I think his pride won't allow him to believe the rumors. Hmm. <laughs> But um, I mean, here's my problem when people say Baby Chase don't look like Chris. 
He don't. <laughs> Let me get that out of the way if anyone's wondering. He doesn't. He looks like Monique. He does not look like Chris. Right. But the second baby, what's the baby girl name? Milani. She looks like her younger brother, Chase. And therefore, that would imply that neither of them look like Chris. To me, the first one looks like Chris. Yeah, Chris mm-hmm. Jr. looks like Chris. The other two don't. So my thing with the trainer rumors is that, like, let's be realistic then. <gasps> I feel like then the second baby ain't his either. That might be a really hot take, but allegedly, of course, always allegedly. I'm okay with the the idea of either. I'm okay with the idea of... <laughs> not okay with it. Chris Because ain't. the two just look like her and it's like maybe his genes just weren't as strong for some reason. The name Chris Jr. made the kid look like him. I don't so know. So he, he just threw all his genes into Chris Jr., huh? He had no genes left to spare for <laughs> the other two. I know how genetic works. I know the little motherfucking Punnett Square. I know it. I'm just saying... <laughs> Maybe that's what happened. But (sighs) allegedly, the lady Gigi, who we all can remember from season two, season three, around that time, her friend who was the one who dished all of this, she also made a video saying she had no choice but to make a video as if like we were looking for her to make a video, as if we know her. But nonetheless, she decided that this was the time that she wanted to announce that the reason she picked up on the shit with the trainer is because she went with Monique. I mean, I'm going to say allegedly, but whatever, this is what happened. She went with Monique to a birthday party that Monique was paying for, and it was like some young person. So I don't know. She made note of that. I guess she was judging. I don't know. But a younger crowd and... The trainer was at the party. It wasn't for the trainer, but he was at the party. And they were all over each other. And Gigi had pulled her to the side, basically, and said, you don't need to be all over this man in public. And then the trainer had texted Monique and said, why is your friend all on us? Why is she ops? And she went back over to him and was still talking to him or whatever. And then Gigi told Chris? Yeah. Was Chris fucking Gigi? Why is she so invested? I guess is my problem. Exactly. I was thinking general. (laughs) Somebody's fucking more than they letting on. That's my theory. Let me just be clear. Maybe it's not Monique. Maybe it's Chris. I don't know. But somebody is having more sex without their spouse than that their spouse know. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. Allegedly. Allegedly, where there's smoke, there's fire. And that's all I'm going to say on that. So something ain't right, but we won't find out because they've been ripped away from the cast. So hopefully they figure that out in their own time. Naturally, who's next? Speaking of salacious rumors, um, the couple that was missing from the reunion, Michael and Juan. Now, bitch. (laughs) Where were they? In Vegas, like Michael always promised. <laughs> We're just gonna take a trip to Vegas, just me and you. Yeah. Wow. 
I, I guess <laughs> that's why he said the wedding lie close enough. Bachelor party, wedding, same thing. At the audience, you have to listen to one of our previous episodes. We kind of give y'all our alleged <laughs> opinions on what's going on in, in their world. And if you watch the show, you should have the same feeling, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it shouldn't be. This shouldn't, this shouldn't be shocking to you. Yeah, I would hate to think this is your first time hearing or seeing this. So if it is, my bad. But if it's not, good on you, because that's what's going on, allegedly. Now, Juan saying he was at practice, it's giving me Sharif Shah. You wish you were at practice. You're mm. not at practice. Where are you? Mm. At? <laughs> Where are you? Yeah. And then Robin saying, "I'm so glad Juan was here right now because what was he going to do?" That's, you know what? There was a theory going on about why she said that, and I can't remember. But there was some like behind the scenes reason or something to that effect. Something between that happened between Juan and Chris. Okay. Kind of like I'm so you like I'm so glad Juan's like here and now. You're so you it was basically because like Juan would beat your ass right now. Did um, they have smoke like outside of the show? I think just maybe I think something might have transpired between the two. Hmm. Um, or some betrayal of trust or something. I got. I'll find it and I will report back. Let everybody know. <laughs> but it was on there. Or if y'all listening, you know, we guess a couple of DMs <laughs> every now and again. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all see that post? Send it to me again, please. Thank you. What a call out! Wow. Okay, <laughs> so that's interesting. But yeah, them being gone was interesting. Giselle was getting I mean since she's the other one without a man Giselle was getting bludgeoned this reunion <laughs> bludgeoned okay wow I'll just pile the I said she was carrying that cross to fucking Pontius Pilate. Like she was getting whipped, bludgeoned, and abused along the way throughout the whole reunion. <laughs> Jamal, I understand you never show up. You really kind of needed to show up. She like really needed you there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> if not as your girlfriend, as a mother of your children, she really needed you. It was bad. And I'm not even, I hate Giselle and I love to watch it, but even I can say, damn. even I was like, damn. Yeah. Whoa. Um, And it's upsetting that her teammate, this is when it sucks to kind of have a beta like Robin. It's gonna let you fail. She, she won't do the dirty work and help you out. And get she's you. gonna let you fail. Yeah, she's gonna let you fail. She's gonna not help you get out of this hole at the very least. <laughs> <laughs> so like, come on, guys, stop throwing the dirt in the hole while you're at the bottom of the hole. Yeah. While they're burying you, 
she'll be asking him to stop, but not really. Robin sat there and said, fuck nothing. So to all the Robin fans, I want to know, what should I be a fan of? (laughs) This could have been her moment. Why didn't she make it that? Does she not fuck with Giselle? Or was she just unable to stand up for her in that moment? She kind of dogged the whole reunion, too, to be honest. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, she just let her down. She was being (laughs) JR and Iman when you need them the most. And they just, like, you know, back when the Cavs was, like, you know, the Cavs. And you gave them the ball, and they just, you know, fumbled it every single time. Luckily, she has a wedding coming up. Because, honestly, other than that, her storyline has run dry. And I don't even need to really see the wedding. But that's just me talking. I don't need to see the wedding. It doesn't look believable. They don't even look like they're really in love to me. (sighs) He's in love with someone else. She's looking for love. And that's just what it is. Like. There's just no chemistry there to me. The couples on this show are just horrific. They have no no chemistry no one has chemistry to me wow wait i, I gotta sit with this for a minute wendy and eddie chemistry? are new so we don't know what's to come of that they seem okay right now but the curse still haunts me but everyone else was chris and monique the, the best ones mm-hmm. i gotta chill down my spine thinking of that idea. <laughs> <laughs> i mean come on they have just, a horrible dynamic, but they just have money. Is that an unrealistic expectation? To see a couple and just want to feel like they want each other? I want to feel that from y'all. You're not getting it on this show. I'm just not getting it on this show. Wow. Really lackluster. I mean... Last and maybe least, Wendy. I mean, we haven't even talked about her this entire time we've been talking. If that uh, doesn't say something. Mm. I mean, I just had nothing else to say about Wendy. <laughs> Beautiful gowns. <laughs> <laughs> nice gowns, beautiful gowns. Like. She'll be back, so we don't have a choice. So (laughs) (laughs) our opinion doesn't matter. And season twos for Housewives always go one of two ways. And if she if she ends up being an amazing villain that I can enjoy, that's all I could ask for from her. For myself, I don't see much more coming of me and of our relationship. Let me put it that way. Agreed. Yeah, so any closing thoughts for Potomac? Anything else you want to say about that reunion circuit we just experienced? Um, no, I think I think we covered the majority. Um, mm-hmm. The only other thing, like, this feels like something we could just, you know, a bullet point. Did they address the fact that Michael was seen grabbing ass in season one on camera yet? Did Ashley just 
divert like a good politician and say that that producer called Michael Zaddy. Yeah, that also happened. Yeah. And they let it happen. There was a lot of instances where things were just let happen on the on the reunion. It was actually pretty insane. I spoke about it in our other episode when we talked about the the first part where they kind of brought up the colorism thing and then just like let it let it go after that. It's like, why are we bringing these things up? Only to just let them go, no resolution. Are we not going to address the fact that this man is literally seen on camera groping the ass that he was sued about groping? Like, you know, like. That was a different one. That wasn't even the one he was sued over. Oh, right. That's right. This one was okay because he called him Zaddy. Allegedly, Uh but then they're saying that he he said he didn't call him Zaddy. So, but for Ashley to just go for that, like, oh, he just, he called him Zaddy. It was fine. Like, what? But even if I did call him that, first of all, you don't know my life. You don't know if I want that out there. I didn't want people to know that I was calling Michael Zaddy behind the scenes. I'd be embarrassed to be it's calling like, Michael Zaddy too. <laughs> you know what I mean? So fuck you for putting that out there if you didn't want it out there. And number two, just because I'm calling that, do I want him to fucking goose pick my ass? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. In the middle of the work day? Like. Well, we're I mean, out filming and shooting with everybody. I don't know, bro. In front of the entire cast. And even then, something that, I don't know, gets slipped by all the time is you could even sexually assault your wife or husband or your mate. Like, it doesn't matter what your relation is to them. I have an odd feeling that Michael goes around pinching booties whenever he feels like it and doesn't ask. (laughs) I hate the word booty so much. (laughs) (laughs) Because booty has a smell to it. He do so because you know that song movie by Mag, mm-hmm. you know, Meg Stallion with mm-hmm. Lil Dirt. He says, Shake that booty instead of like shake that ass or whatever. And it just it throws me off. I don't like the word. Okay, continue. No, it's true. I can smell it. Shake that booty. Shake that booty. Uh, uh. <laughs> it's graphic. It feels dirty. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why booty feels dirtier than like ass, but it just yeah, ass it. doesn't feel bad at all. Um, but then the, <laughs> and then I said, but <laughs> but nonetheless, Michael is an inappropriate fuck. And at what point does he get kicked off the cast, or is he done filming? Even if we keep Ashley, but then Loki, he's the best part of Ashley's storyline. It's all very loaded. I don't know. I don't know. We'll never know. Or we'll keep watching and find out. Okay, so let's move to the real meat and potatoes of this episode here. The real meat and potatoes, all right? This is called a state of the union because we're obviously addressing the state of our union. And here's the state. After Potomac went off, things got dark. Mm-hmm. Real Housewives of Atlanta is airing right now and Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is airing right now. Why did I just have to sigh like that? Okay, so we've been underwhelmed by the content we've been given on Bravo. And that's just the period on that. Mm. 
we can't make the shows unfortunately we don't have behind the scene jobs where we get to edit or produce or anything so we have no control over what they put out as many of you can relate Mm -hmm. and we're not happy with what they're putting out as i'm sure many of you can relate now (laughs) yeah i feel really confident about this because we're black and we can say this where maybe <laughs> where maybe other mainstream podcasters can't. Atlanta's really shitty right now. Like, really. Atlanta the show, not the city. <laughs> the city's more up than it's ever been, but the city's actually booming. So I don't know how it's so whack. But it is. I've never seen it in this state before. Have you? No. Uh, they need some. They need fresh meat. You know. They need. They need different bitches. Different. Different like caliber bitches. Okay, so I'm going up. Very very tiny tiny side note. Okay. I mean it's okay. all related, but it's like a branch. You know what I mean? Okay. So I was looking through Instagram earlier today and I realized I don't think any of like Tay's crew now Tay if y'all don't know is a very popular black artist hairstylist see how I call him artist first because what he does is really artistry um based in Atlanta of course and he's like friends with like Ari Jada like all of those girls but I noticed that like I don't think Tay or Ari follow Regin- like Regine on Instagram and I thought that was a little peculiar because they're all in Atlanta right so they would run in the same circles quote unquote so they would run in the same circles but that group seems to not be friends with Regine and then so I say all that to say do we need more of like the Tay and them group on Atlanta now versus the like Regine and them? Because I associate Regine with like Zonique and therefore Tiny and therefore Candy. I think they're a different type of eight like Atlanta. They're like, um, they're more like a, you know, I don't want to say old money Atlanta, but like. Born and raised, it, cornbread fed Atlanta. Cornbread fed, born and raised, been here for a minute, you know, type of ATL. And I think what the show needs now is more of the new ATL. A couple more transplants. A little younger, a little flashier. You see what I'm saying? And that's what they tried to do with LaToya. Now, she just moved to Atlanta literally as she was filming, basically. She's younger. You could maybe say flashier. I hate to give her that. But she's the wrong type. I don't know who's in casting, but YouTubers in general, not good for reality TV. They're a certain type of thirsty. And you have to be a certain type of person when, as a YouTuber, really what you do is talk to yourself. Let's be real, to a camera, to yourself. It's different when you're interacting with people. You're a different person. So they're not the type of people, or if you family vlog, you family vlogging is not the same as you being on The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So... That type of fame doesn't translate well to me in terms of 
entertainment value on TV. So keep them off, quite honestly. Don't want to see any of them. YouTube is their platform, stay on their platform. You have to know your medium. Now, some people can translate when they're the type, like like you said, like an Ari or like a quote unquote IG baddie socialite. They're kind of socialites, basically. Mm-hmm. So their job is to interact with people. So we're they know they're known for being a personality. We need more people like that. I agree. I want them to stay older because I think housewives is more interesting when the ladies are older. They have more life experience. They usually have more money. Da da da. But whatever they're doing right now isn't working, and it needs a major overhaul. <laughs> like. <sighs> Portia Luther King storyline is just not gonna cut it. I, I was saying like I had a friend text me about like Kenya and Kenya's storyline and how she now she's supposed to be like this sexually free person, but it's just so weird. I I, I can't describe it. Yeah, I heard about her nude photos that Latoya was sharing at the engagement party. Luckily, because we have an IG, we can know what's going on because. I haven't watched this episode too, but I know every plot line, which is done. There are no plot lines. Nothing has happened. <laughs> so there's nothing for me to watch. The fact that the highlight from this past Sunday's episode seems to be Ace in a confessional. I mean, kudos to him. And crying over Riley going to college. I mean, that's sad, but that's real. And Cynthia or Mike lied to everyone and said they were meeting Joe Biden and then it ended up being an engagement party. Like those are the highlights. So when we said that this is a state, what a state of emergency, state of the union, I don't even care what what you want to call it. It's a state. I need y'all to know I can't continue to bullshit and pretend to enjoy Atlanta. There, I said it. Like, I can't do this. We're not. You're not. I mean, enough people cover it. If you need to hear someone cover it, you can. We would even recommend you if you need to DM us. We can recommend pods. <laughs> we won't be covering it. I it's just not can't. entertaining. Just it's can't. not entertaining. This woman, Drew Sedora, they brought on. Again, it shows we haven't even spoken about her. When you're new, you should be like a Leo. You should be one of the first people we're talking about. If we're not talking about you, it's not worth our time. And it's crazy that we're not talking about her because her storyline with her husband is intriguing. Sure. More intriguing than what else is going on. But then it's like, I can only go so far with that. I feel like they gave it all to us in that one scene. That's true. And what more can we pull out of this? She don't got star power. No, she doesn't translate well. She just don't. Sorry, babes. It's okay. Not everyone could be in front of the camera. Sometimes you got to be behind the scenes. But you can make a lot of money behind the scenes. There's nothing wrong with that. You say acting pays the bills, so let it continue to pay the bills and get off the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Portia and Kenya. Now, we have to talk about this whole thing where Kenya says that she feels as though Portia's activism is performative. 
where do you land on that debate? The only reason why I'm not willing to to say that it's completely uh, performative is because of her family history with it. And from her very first season, you know, she was having her little fundraisers and events and such and invited Kenya to speak at them, didn't she? Um, <laughs> so she has been in, she and she did the whole thing with the hurricane, I think it was Hurricane Harvey. So she has had a lot of like activism roles on the show. I think the problem is that the Black Lives Matter movement is obviously a very sensitive movement for us, um, more so than anything else. I'm not trying to claim that everything else has like less significance, but it just, this feels more sensitive. Uh, probably because it was in conjunction with the whole damn like pandemic and what, like there was just a lot going on. It was a really like a high crisis point, I think in society or it should have been for you. So that, I feel like that's why people are having issues with her doing this on the show and feel like she's being performative because it's such a sensitive point, but she has had other activism scenes on the show that's the only reason why i can't like 100 percent say like yeah like she's just performing for the masses because i don't it's not the first time she has if she is performing let me say that to play devil's advocate and still end up saying Portia's not being performative in a bad way let's say she is being performative sure it's kind of her job as a reality tv person you're going to show us what's in your life. And if you choose to use that platform to spread awareness about a movement or a mm -hmm. moment or anything that you decide, that's fine. I don't see what the harm in that is. If you are using, everyone always blames people who don't speak out on it. Like use your platform, fucking use your platform. It's like, she's using her platform, right? I don't see the wrong in that. Right. I agree. So even if she is performing, I'm, this is the best performance we've seen. Right. I'm like, I think we definitely wouldn't be as hyper-focused on this if the other fucking plot lines were going off well, but they're not. So this is the most annoying plot line, but it's also the most real and relevant, I guess. Like... So I don't want to see Portha Luther King. I said Portha. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see Portia Luther King. I agree with y'all. But I don't think it's necessarily 100% performative anyway. I think Atlanta needs a revamp on the casting. And let me emphasize major. Okay, who are you keeping? Let's not even talk about who you're throwing away. Who are you keeping? Whew. This is like really hard. I think Candy and Marlo should stay how they are, respectively. And I feel like that's because they're too true, like truly rooted in ATL bitches, which I think the show, you know, needs. Plus Marlo is willing to say whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and Candy is the one that actually has a relevant career, relevant job. People outside of an ATL know her. Um, and she's also cool as a cucumber. You you always need at least one of those in a group. Um, so those two, 
other than that, honestly, I can see any of the rest of them leave. I, I might be willing to keep Portia too. But not that she's going to continue for the Portia Luther King bit. That I can't do. Now, I'm of the keep Marlo, obviously. She's a friend of anyway, so freeze up a peach anyway. Make Give her a peach if you feel like it. Now, I would keep Portia and toss candy. Part of the State of the Union. We have to admit that once Portia has that threesome, alleged threesome with that stripper, we will be covering that. Oh, we will have no <laughs> choice. <laughs> yeah, don't frown on that. Okay, we're, we're bored, not stupid, okay? Right. <laughs> Crazy. If you don't think we're covering that entire bachelor party from the moment they drive out of their driveway to the moment they pull back up, you're stupid. Now that's some black, that's like some black ink crew type ish. It's a <laughs> kind of loading on ratchet. And that's what I need. Very DH1. And we invite that. So we will be covering that. But um, so I think she has more to offer. If she goes that route, like this is her earlier season, her. And if it unfolds that she'd rather be someone else in the end, keep her. Yeah, I rather I can. That's what I'm saying. Like I can keep Portia because, um, she's kind of given us. She's given us a little bit of that new socialite feel that I was talking about earlier, in my opinion, because you know she's more young and fun and flirty. I don't want to say young in terms of like actual age, but just like young in spirit. You know what I mean? Like, and she I kind of I mean, light to her. Yeah, it's it's a certain life to her. So yeah, so I like I said, so I say, so I say Marlo. Would I say Marlo, Candy, Portia, and you say Marlo, Portia? Yep, that's where I stand. Sorry, um, Kenya. Sorry, Cynthia. Sorry, Drew. Sorry, Kenya. If I had to keep a second, since really I only left one person holding a peach, I would choose Kenya. But, oops, I don't have an extra peach to give. Sorry, Kenya. Uh-uh. <laughs> I didn't do it, but if I did do it, here's how I would do it. <laughs> Call me OJ. But nonetheless, with her and her storyline and what's going on with whatever that is, with you saying that, Someone said her storyline is to be sexually free. She's been giving us stale since she came back. The second rendition of Kenya is just not the Kenya I once knew and loved. And maybe it's Mark. Mm. Hate to think he ruined her career. I don't know. Ever Cynthia's having a wedding. You have anything to say about that? No. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess there was some party where Kenya didn't get invited and Lauren was doing the invites and that whole debacle. We're not going to talk about that. It doesn't sound interesting to me. She didn't get invited. She wasn't there. Nothing to talk about. Do you have any closing notes for Atlanta or anything you want to say about the franchise overall? 
great gowns, beautiful gowns. Um, <laughs> Good, because like. we neither. <laughs> um, now that the door is closed on that, we'll move on to the real housewives of Salt Lake City. Jay and I have been having different experiences with this show. I'm caught up to date on it. I can watch it because it's new. Is it more boring than I anticipated? Absolutely. We can all agree on that. But I'm still enjoying them because, again, it feels new. It feels different to me. These other shows and these 10 plus seasons, it's like, like I, it's getting a little tired. But for them, I'm entertained. Now, Jay, do you want to kind of say where you stand with Salt Lake at this moment? Um, yeah, let me just say that I'm multiple episodes behind on Salt Lake. So maybe it's like, you know, not fair for me to judge, but I have been watching one episode and I don't even remember finishing the episode. I was kind of getting a little bored with it. It's still entertaining to me. And I think it's more entertaining than Atlanta right now, for sure. Hands down. And I like, the, I, you know, and I like the idea of Salt Lake as a city you know, the icy girl vibes. I'm into that. But I wasn't like impressed from the episodes that I've seen so far necessarily. It's one of those things where it's like, I enjoy watching it, but at the same time, I could really, really like not watch it and still like enjoy my life. But then, you know, I know it's the first season. So I'm. I, it's not fair. It's kind of hard to judge the show because it's so new compared to all these other shows that are kind of like, you know, either in their prime or very far past it now. So, because I didn't really like rob the first season either. Right. And then we kind of talked about it offline, like which cities had great first seasons and which cities struggled. And it's honestly like a 50 50. It can kind of go either way. Yeah. And considering it's their first season, for myself, I can say I put it in the good pile. It was better than the first season of some of the other cities, I think. But it wasn't the best of the first seasons by any stretch. Hmm. We can just talk overall, ladies. We'll go lady by lady. Just tell me a, it's a temperature check, you know. Where do you stand? For some reason, this one comes to mind first, which would be quite forgettable, honestly. But Meredith Marks, where do you land on Meredith Marks? Um, again, I'm so many episodes behind. I don't even know if it's fair for me to have an opinion on her. Um, last I saw her, she was sitting next to her son, who was upset about his dad not coming to his fashion show. And I remember her being very quiet throughout the whole thing. And I was like, I'm... I'm intrigued by her, but there is also something dead about her. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what's intriguing. Her son kind of has it too, the death. Yeah, there is a sort of vacancy in no. their eyes and in their voice and the tone. It's just yeah. like no one's there, but it's not robotic. It's just lifeless. The lights are on but no one's home. And uh, even when she was arguing with her husband, she was angry. The anger didn't feel palpable even. 
Okay, so are they not acting out their scenes? Her and her husband, every time they have a scene, to me, I, it reeks of acting. Bad acting, specifically. Because I'm like, why does he keep bringing up the thing that he knows is going to make her upset? <laughs> <laughs> it kind of feels like we're purposely trying to, like, you know, get some arguments on this, this television show. It feels like they argued in real life and then the producers are like, okay, like update us. What's going on with you? And she's like, well, me and Seth had an argument and we did this, this and that. And they're like, okay, can you recreate that? And then we get these scenes. Yikes. It feels so stiff. And I know she's stiff, but it feels stiff on top of her stiff. And I hate to tell you, it doesn't change. So if you're looking for it to change, even in some later scenes, they have like kind of a, not a love scene, but a, that scene we saw in the trailer, remember where Brooks is like, I am in the room below you. So if you decide to have sex tonight, like go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> that clip they played. And she's simply just wine drunk. And even in their scenes where they're supposed to be all intimate, Seth is a better actor, I'll say. He says like, <laughs> oh yeah, baby. Like, oh, I just, you know, all I want to eat is you. And she's like, mm, Seth. That's all she'll say. And I'm like, wait, what? Do you hate him? Get out. Hmm. (sighs) If you have this other man Jen keeps talking about, it's okay to get out. Yeah, because you're not here, man. You're like, you're not here. (laughs) You're checked out. (laughs) And you're not, if you think you're doing a good job of acting like you're here, you're not. I'm here to tell you. Super weird. Brooks, super weird. The whole family super weird. I hated that we got the payoff of her going to that art gallery. Did you notice that bear painting is hang- hanging in their bedroom now? No, I don't think so. I don't remember. That hideous of all the paintings there, that bear painting. They never like point to it or say anything about it. It's simply panned over. And no. I really wish it was addressed. It was quite alarming to me. Um, but yeah, something's not right about her. We don't know who this woman is. Do I want to get to know her? I don't know. She Right now, she's not bringing a lot, but she is a sad scammer, so I'm not here to say that she doesn't have a great storyline. We just don't know about it. I'm just not getting her. Whatever. From one sad scammer to another, Lisa, what's your feeling on Lisa now? No, there's something going on there, too. Really weird. She's really bizarre. Even like her reactions, no yeah, way. her reactions and like the way she talks, it, it's so, hmm. I can't put my finger on it. I can't even think of a word to describe it. No, it's unlike anything I've ever seen before. Like, huh? Like even, I I don't know if you've seen this scene where she was saying that she needed to spend more time with her kids. And so they were drawing like goals on a piece of paper. Did you see that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like you're saying, okay, so I want to spend more time with my kids. So I'm going to make them do something I would do anyway. Just like include them in it and use markers. So it seems like a kid's activity. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> she's like so business oriented and trying to be a businesswoman, but like to an almost satirical degree. Like, this feels like what I would watch on a sitcom. <laughs> like, I was just about to say, was this an SNL sketch? 
yeah of like the working mom who only cares about her business and not her kids very like angelica's mom from rugrats (laughs) (laughs) she walks in a suit she's on her phone angelica or like her son says i want to have triplets and she's like okay great baby that's amazing anyway so what about that business like vita like (laughs) how my stocks looking marty it's just very what her husband milk toast <laughs> a very bland man um it seems to me that his dream is to just be mr mom we'll be right back after this short message from our sponsor i mean and and it works for them clearly but she doesn't allow him to be mr mom she wants him in the business and he seems checked out of it she wants him to do it all <laughs> Like she, she wants to pretend like she's the one doing the work, but like he's really doing the work. In the most recent episode, she asked her son if he wanted something to eat. And he, the little one, the one that's funny. And he was mm-hmm. like, um, no, I'm not in the mood for a microwave hot dog. <laughs> so that sums up her whole thing. <laughs> First of all, he's funny as shit. Second of all, like, no, I'm sorry. If it was a home-cooked meal, maybe, but for a microwave hot dog, no, I, I'm not craving that. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm here for people, you know, bending norms and stereotypes and such. So I get that you don't, you don't want to cook. That's fine. But even if you don't cook the meal yourself, you can still ensure that your children get a proper, balanced meal. <laughs> Right, her whole storyline is like, all we eat is Taco Bell and I drink only Diet Coke. And then the max we've seen them have is like Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> I'm like, you can take them to like a restaurant and like like order like real food. Like that's a thing. It doesn't have to, like, is a restaurant still technically fast food? Well, actually not really. You're eating out, but like not fast food. You could do that. Yeah, something new, more nutritious or of sustenance. You know, if you're on the East Coast, a dig in, that'll suffice. <laughs> even a potlight, we haven't even seen them there. Just something other than a god awful. Ta- Listen, Taco Bell is good, but Taco Bell, I can't imagine growing up on Taco Bell food. Like, that was the sole source of fucking energy my body was working on that seems nuts to me me and my mother were just talking about this because i said that i didn't have taco bell till i was in college so me either my senior year of college i want to say when we lived together i think that was my first time having to talk about it's just crazy that this is what they're getting raised on on fucking baja blasts is that supposed to give them the calcium their bones knee? How are their brains functioning? They can't be. <laughs> we need to study on them. <laughs> like, I really need to study on these kids. I have not seen them eat not near one motherfucking vegetable. Not even a fruit. And she's the Sundance queen. I mean, kudos to her. But I haven't heard of your tequilas. And again, maybe I'm not well-versed in the world of liquor, but not any of the tequilas you named in that premiere did I remember. Ola, Vita, whatever the third one was, whatever this vodka you're trying to come out with is. 
I think it's interesting that this is her whole storyline. And there's obviously more the husband. And like you said, quite honestly, he's a mannequin and he has no personality and he's just there. <laughs> he also looks like the hired help. He's always like looking kind of rugged and not in a sexy way. Damn, you hate to be described as rugged, but not in a sexy way. <laughs> the only redeeming quality of rugged is that you're sexy, but take that away. That's what he gets. He, just, he, he looks like the no, no redemption. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it on Lisa. No plot there. Let's go from no plot to plot. Jen, what are your thoughts on Jen at this point? <sighs> Again, everyone take into consideration that I have not watched the last two, maybe three episodes. So right, this is a time capsule. Imagine we're back at the Brooks Fashion Show episode, guys. <laughs> you know. Um she's just not doing well. <laughs> hmm. Doing a, a lot. It, it was giving me. It was. It was giving me. Um, Candace vibes. Like you're. You're milking it. You know. I enjoy you, but not when you milk it. Wait. Did we even find out what Jen Shaw's astrology is? Side note. Remember, we found out her birthday was in October, and that she's definitely a Libra. She's not a Scorpio. Okay. That's right. I I'm just saying that. I mean, she, she could turn around and be a Scorpio, but no, she's not. She's definitely no. She she would feel more. Like, yeah, I don't really feel Scorpio per se. No, I'd probably enjoy her more. <laughs> exactly. Um, which means she'll have to grow on me. Uh, that's fine. But yeah, so well, she. I don't want to say she had to grow on me, but I liked her at first. It's getting a little bit more dramatic. I'm still hopeful. <laughs> hopeful that you know she'll calm the fuck down at some point but everything's fake with her the lips are fake the house is fake uh, the, the scenes with her and her husband feel fake i mean everything is it's just fraudulent and that i cannot take so i'm having a really tough time with her except for in this last episode episode Ooh. <laughs> Um, except for in this last episode, she kind of hulked out, but I kind of loved it. It was it was entertaining to watch. It was more entertaining than her flipping out at Whitney's party. I don't know if for some reason that was like a super weird flip out. Yeah, it was entertaining, but it was like, ooh. This mm -hmm. one was just as, honestly, I should have been like, ooh, more because it was at her husband's birthday party. And if you're not able to take one day to just not make it about yourself, it's concerning. But at the same time, it was just, she was doing a lot of physical comedy that I was really enjoying. And so I was able to laugh at her. But in terms of liking her and loving her and feeling like she's speaking to the audience or she's like my type of girl, I haven't had that moment with her. Mm -hmm. And she's, and she's also not giving, if you're going to act and do all this flashy ass shit, I need more. Your whole bit of having all these assistants and just being this like wacky woman who like skates around her office and her husband's never home and she's always in some fabulous clothes. Those just feel like she cherry picked them from other housewives already. These are storylines we've already seen and she put them all together. 
she's a Libra. You know, they reflect, they reflect what they feel like they see gets a lot of popularity or is liked. So maybe she's just picking up, <laughs> she's picking up bits and pieces of her personality from other housewives that she's seen that she wants to emulate. Because I do agree, there seems to be some sort of disconnect, in my opinion, between even a chalet that she lives in and Wait, we already talked about on the pod how the chalet is fake, right? Or did we only yeah. talk about this offline? Okay, cool. Yeah. Allegedly. Um, even the chalet compared to like the vibe that she's trying to give off doesn't quite feel the same. I, I... Also, not that her kid has to be her storyline because I hate to see that. But we never even see her... It's one thing for the older son not to be around, but where is that underage son all the time? Not underage. We saw him in the premiere and then that was it. Like he goes to school and stuff. Where is he at? It's hard to tell with her. Um, I can't tell if she'll be around for a while. She'll at least be around for season two. So we'll see how that goes, but. Okay. I don't know. I don't know about her, but I did like her most recent shenanigan. I will not lie. Now, let's go on to her friend, Miss Heather Gay. What are your thoughts on Miss Heather Gay? <laughs> she's growing on me, actually. Is she? She, she's, she, she definitely grew on me more than in the beginning because I was, I wasn't really too thrilled with her. Like, Personality-wise, I don't really, I don't necessarily mind her unless she's complaining about not being in the Mormon Church, and then it's getting a little all right, we get it. You want to be a Mormon so bad and you feel like a billion Mormon. Yeah, uh, I, I don't like when she's like, I'm not worthy. I'll never find a mate. Like, I don't like when she gets into that hole. And maybe that's self-loathing because I've said things like that. But it's tough <laughs> to see. Yeah, but, it's, you know, you don't ever want to hear other people do it. You want to do it yourself and kind of be done with it. Like, I don't need to hear your self-loathing. Like, I don't, I don't want to know there's other people out there like me. <laughs> also hating their shit you know like yeah and when i watch reality television i don't want to see that shit i know it's called reality television but i i don't want to see reality actually <laughs> so that big kind of gets my nerve plus it's like i feel like we want to talk about performances i feel like that's performance like i feel like she's just saying that so that it looks like she's remorseful about the mormon church but then she's out there sneaking out with black sound check guys. So I, I don't. I mean, we well, got to Curtis. Here we are. We're at Curtis. <laughs> Cole, like I see it. <laughs> I mean. Speaking uh, of Katie, right. They made a cameo that was less than impressive. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, in the episode we cut, I'm sick. I literally said, wait, what is her storyline? When you said that quote about her saying, I like gay guys, I like black guys. And I'm like, what is her storyline going to be that she fucks a black guy? And little did we know her storyline was going to be that she fucked a black guy. I mean, they set it up. But it was just interesting the way it was shot too. What did you think about like the way she shot her shot in the game and cat and mouse they were playing? Like, were you into that? I... Honestly, I thought he was about to dub her. <laughs> I'm not going to fade. <laughs> okay, so I'm not the only one that didn't feel no chemistry because people I seem felt, to have chemistry. 
I felt zero chemistry. I, and I kind of keep, hey, is it me that I'm not feeling people's chemistry? Or are y'all just so like ready to go because the pandemic? Because there was nothing there. <laughs> like people were like, Heather had game. I'm like, because she said you have big equipment. Girls love big equipment. That was game. It let me know the bar is low. And I won't say for which group the bar seems to be especially low for. <laughs> just know that the bar is low. And that wouldn't have worked if I had said it. Yeah, because I was less than impressed. And we're not on a quality man. That lets me know that he's down bad too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was here doing the sound thing from out of town, but it was like a really small party. So I'm confused why he got flown out of town. It was all very confusing to me. Did they even fuck? Was this all a fake storyline? I don't know. She paid him to leave the chalet with her. Is that what you're saying? And immediately after they closed that door, their hands separate and then they went their separate ways. Absolutely. Okay. He went around the back. He went back into the party. (laughs) (laughs) He can't just leave work. He had a job to do. He went around the back and went right back to work. (laughs) His boss mic'd him over the Bluetooth. It was like, hey, your, your 15 minutes is over. Come back. And he came back. He has your $150 for this. (laughs) <laughs> his fucking day rate he got 150 dollars in the hot plate <laughs> that was it. in a drink with vita tequila <laughs> i opened vita bar hot plate in 150 <laughs> he came out winning quite honestly yeah so he's good and honestly he probably could have also i mean because we know she was game I, it's just very peculiar peculiar and that's part of my intrigue about this show. Everything to me feels foreign. Everything feels weird. So like maybe they really did have a connection in the scape of Salt Lake City, but I'm so confused by this whole setting and this whole world and who these people are. They're all odd. I agree. In a way we've never seen. I agree. <sighs> yeah. The city. The my, I, it, it, yeah, I agree. Because it's also like hard for me to kind of conceptualize Okay, what does this city look like? Does this city function like a true city? Um, what's, you know, like, what's the pay like? What's the the median household income? I can't gauge those things. Especially by these women just quite yet. Like, Mary's house looks fucking fugly, but she's supposedly this rich bit. Jen's in this ski lodge chalet. And I don't feel like that's like kind of on par with her personality. Is it on par with where we live in Salt Lake City? Yeah, but she doesn't seem like the type that would be in a home like that. It's just peculiar. Meredith is dead. Lisa's fucking <laughs> nuts. <laughs> weird. She's and every time a- I think about how she talks weird, I think of when she's like, can I touch? Can I touch? Like, you know what? I mean- like, why does she pronounce things like that? What is that? She's supposed is to be from New York. What is that a Salt Lake City accent? And that's why I'm really intrigued. Because I'm like, is this what happens when a New Yorker comes to... <laughs> comes out there? Out West? Because... Scary. She's very bizarre. It's super bizarre. And they all live <laughs> in surely rented manners. It's all confusing. 
Um, if we're talking confusing, let's go to the most confusing lady of the show. I mean, Miss Mary M. What are your thoughts on Mary? If I mean, what is there? What is there to say? And also, what is there not to say? Right. It's honestly nothing really to say because everything would be said then because there's a lot to say. But what I will say, uh, her house is fugly. She's super weird. And I'm glad they kept her full time because she's the only one with an interesting, who's playing on her interesting storyline. Although I'm kind of getting annoyed that she keeps bringing up the fact that she's with her grandpa. We know. All right. We know. It's it's been established now. I wish you were more ashamed of it. Why do you keep bringing it up? You know, that you're supposed to wear that like your scarlet letter has to print. Why are you going around and talking about what you did? <laughs> Makes it seem like you think it's cool. I need you to be like Master Dimdale, Dimsdale in the back, and I need you to be whipping your back. This is nasty that you married your grandfather. I need you to be repenting for it daily. Yeah, I need you to be trying to lie and explain why he's not really your step-grandfather. That's what I want to see you do. And you're not doing that. And he's a gelatinous mass, and he's weird. Like, and he, they seem to do some sort of baby play, so I don't know, like, what's going on there? <laughs> um, uh, the interactions with her son are seem few and far between um, they seem very bizarre and staged every time they happen it's like they talked about the product person it was a two episode arc it's like what let's stop talking about the fact that he bought the first product. of all that bag ain't even that much in the grand scheme of things all right <laughs> you have two bedrooms in your house that are full of designer goods and you're stressing over one product nylon stop it and then try to frame it as, oh, so you're using my money to buy this purse when your money is really God's money. So who are you talking to? Huh? If I was, speaking of being a part of a congregation, if I was a part of this congregation and I watched her live the way she's living and I'm eating ramen for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm staging a coup and I'm overtaking that church. <laughs> if I see her walking around that ugly ass Christmas tree fucking frock talking about off the fucking runway. If I see that bitch wearing that shit and wearing it terribly. There's <laughs> <laughs> one thing if you're first lady bad. Because it's one thing if you're wearing it and you look good. But you ain't even looking good. And I'm over here manning the soup kitchen. I've got a problem with that. That's why it's just very intriguing to me how people get bamboozled by these pastors and pastresses. <laughs> I don't understand. And she's not very <laughs> charismatic in a way where she sweeps you up. Just like Jamal, their personalities are lackluster. I don't want to be hugged and touched by the woman who, quote unquote, took out her odor glands like who like she's weird her hair is always frazzled it always looks like someone took her by her bony shoulders and shook the shit out of her but we talked about the theory that she's always fresh out of a windstorm before she shoots fresh out of a fucking wind tunnel mm, i have a theory to float off of you allegedly i've heard this a few times and you know we love drugs so let's talk drugs i say is she on drugs because she is 
Yeah, people were saying it's giving pill. Like she oh, seems pill. pilled out. Yeah. That's a new twist. Mm-hmm. I that like I very much so enjoy. Because mm-hmm. Coke is always the easiest one to go to. Because she could very well be on Coke also. For speed. But I like yeah. You know, but I like not speech. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like an Ellen Hopkins novel. This is Crank. <laughs> That's the best nickname. <laughs> oh shit. Um anyway. It, so it could very well be Coke or <laughs> Speed as Jay says. But um I like the pills twist. I'm not really familiar on pills though. Pills scare me personally, so I'm not into the pill thing. So I'm not sure what pill specifically it could be. Um, but I like that. <laughs> and her eyes just never stay closed, you know? At first I thought she had hyperthyroidism, mm-hmm. which she could very well have it. But, um, if not that, and Mary, you don't have to disclose your personal business to me. It's fine. But if not that, then yeah, there, there's something they're not telling us. Yeah. And I really enjoy it. It's frazzled. So is it just- it's a mess. It's very, not that she's Sonya-like, but it's how Sonya can be sometimes. Just all over the place and nowhere at the same time. Oh, no. She's definitely giving us Sonya vibe. Oh yeah, for sure. But Sonia doesn't take herself seriously, whereas like Mary does. It's kind of her job to take herself seriously, so she really tries. And it's like scary <laughs> to see <laughs> someone who's clearly a joke try to take themselves seriously. <laughs> I'm like, you're doing very fried things for someone who's like trying to function normally. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah, so that's just a theory out there floating. I won't take credit for it, but I also can't remember where I got that information from. But it's floating around. I've heard it multiple times. So we're into that. And just know on this podcast, we embrace that theory allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Um, Not much left with Mary. I feel like we've dug into it. Obviously, the storyline's dark. Obviously, she can't stay on the show for too long because the longer episodes are airing the more people are digging into her past and her whatever she's doing with her church and it's even though she's not getting tagged she has to know that's what's happening right so whatever's going on with mary now to end salt lake city and in this conversation let's talk about the last one miss whitney yeah she's another one of those people where it's like her she is not necessarily the most intriguing person but the people in her life are not jobs and i like that but she is also interesting too i won't take that away from her she'd be doing some shit that but because hmm. from the day one um if we have any hod heads listening <laughs> from day one the first episode i posted on our story and i was saying like wendy i said wendy <laughs> Whitney is like pending for me. Like I see something there. I've always felt it brewing. And the more and more I see, the more and more I'm like, okay, she's very intriguing. I saw her meet up with her stepbrother. I think that's about as far as I got. And then her dad was also supposed to 
he was talking about he's trying to get out of rehab intabulated everything she's ever done in her life down to a fender bender to explain why it's justified for him to ask for all this money to put him in rehab now if we have any hod heads you'll remember i love whitney always have always will she brings something new every episode but Mm -hmm. she's also weird Mm-hmm. she talks really robotically there's that weird she looks different all the time kind of she's like a shapeshifter would you say yeah i was gonna say it's, it's like a high-pitched robotic too it's weird super weird kind of fembot and then <laughs> <laughs> then she kind of looks different all the time depending um on like what the scene is she's a shapeshifter as well and then, like you said, it's the weird thing with the dad. It's the thing with the husband and the fact that she was married before she got married to the husband. But yes, she was only like 22 at that point. She wore her prom dress at her wedding. Her husband no longer talks to his kids anymore because he's with her. The, the whole, was she excommunicated from the church? Was she not? Is she in an open relationship? Is she not? She is, allegedly. The dad, obviously, and whatever he has going on, the stripping, I mean, it's a lot. And she doesn't present it as a lot. That's what's so interesting. She seems so like not normal, but it, just it, like it, a it, lady. It, it literally goes in one ear and out the other for her in a weird way. It's just she takes it, she processes it, and she spits it out. It she keeps it moving. <laughs> Nothing stays in the file cabinet for long for her. That's how it feels. It's very interesting. And like there's this one scene where her and Jen are talking about how much they fuck a week and Jen doesn't answer because obviously she doesn't see Sharif every week. So it's probably rare. And Winnie's like, oh yeah, me and my husband fuck five times a week. Wow. But you know what? I know another Libra that came up on the scene. She came on the scene hot. Hot and ready. And then crumbled. So we'll see. And I'd love to watch her crumble. Ooh, she'd be good. Um, be good. No, go ahead. No, I was saying she'd be a good crumble to you. Mm-hmm. There's a lot there, and I could see her like, in the words of Troy McEady, this podcast I listen to, Dunzo. If you don't listen to it, it's hysterical. They don't talk about housewives, but they talk about everything else anyway. He would say white knuckling it, holding on for dear life. I, she's definitely that type. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that's Bravo basically for the last month. That's everything that we've seen. Of course, Salt Lake City will cover the reunion. I know they shot it the other day and Andy said it's the longest they've ever filmed a season one reunion. So we'll see what all that translates to. It was in person. So we'll see what all that means. Um, I'm excited to cover that. That'll, I'm sure it'll be some interesting shit there. Yeah. I don't, I don't usually hate. You, you said that's the reunion, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't usually hate reunions, so I'm sure it'll be fine. Okay, cool. So, wow, wow, wow. Boy, could we do a breaking news episode probably separately because a lot has happened. Jay kind of talked about it at the beginning in the past 12 days, but we literally do not have the time to cover that on this pod at all. This is all Housewives based, but just know that obviously, since the housewives content is lacking we're going to be doing other things so you know that'll be retro recaps with guests and breaking news segments 
if music comes out and we have to talk about it, we'll talk about that. Maybe we'll talk about different shows. We're kind of keeping it up in the air and we're going to keep it light and fun and flirty. Exactly. Just like, I imagine for like the rest of Salt Lake in Atlanta, we'll just be doing like these like kind of like vague recaps, like not even like play by plays because I don't know, I just... I don't feel called to do that right now, but like Jay said, plenty of retro recaps, plenty of breaking news clearly because literally every, it's been something that happens every fucking day so far in 2021. Where we have 12 Uh, things to talk about that we don't have time to talk about right now. Yeah. Yeah. And just more like life talk. We don't do a lot of like mindless chat. I think we could have, we should have like a whatever comes to mind chat. Hey, that's what 2021 is about, switching shit up. So look forward to all of that. We look forward to going on the journey. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for sticking by us. Woo. We love and- Holla. Holla. Love and light to all of you. We support you. You support us. It's all mutual. Um, otherwise, yeah, we'll be back. Couldn't tell you what the next episode will be. Yeah, until then. Namaste. Namaste, bitches. As DMA <laughs> would say. <laughs> All right, bye.